from a medical school in China. So at this moment, some of my friends, my schoolmates, the people I worked before in China, they are all in the front line in Wuhan, and the things were very happening there. So, Dr. Shazney, tell us what's happening now in China and the rest of Southeast Asia, as you know it, with your conversations with your friend there, uh, Dr. Liu Chen. Yes, Dr. Liu Chen, she's a, a colleague of mine, and I'm teaching her for the exams in Singapore. So, we do Skype sessions, and she explained to me that currently in Singapore, there were 32 cases of the coronavirus, as well as one person in her hospital who has tested positive for the coronavirus. And as we know, uh, the death toll as of today, the figures are in China. Uh, the death toll has risen to 811. Um, 811 now, okay. Yes, and there's 37,000 people worldwide that are affected and have been tested positive for the coronavirus. And we know currently in the UK, as you rightly said, they are moving. Um, they, I think we have four, four, four confirmed cases, two in York, one in St. Thomas. I don't know where the fourth person is. Um, but I do know that they, as you mentioned, they're bringing um, about 150 to 200 um passengers from uh, Britons from Wuhan who are, will be in Milton Keynes in Kent's Hill in one of the uh, the local areas and they will, I think they have arrived already. So they yeah, should... they've arrived already and I, I, I know you shared with me you're in Milton Keynes and you shared with me a letter from the Department of Health uh, yes. which was sent out. Can, can you just explain to our listeners what you know, the, the, just, the gist of what that said? Yes, I think, what, I think when it came out and when they were notified that Milton Keynes was going to get um, to have, get the visitors that were going to be quarantined, um, information was cascaded to the relevant uh, professionals, so health professionals and also to the schools. And I think the head teachers of Kent Hill schools, because we have Kent Hill Primary School, it is a residential area with um, shops like Tesco's and other shopping uh, shops as well. And they were informed um, about the coronavirus and about the uh, that there were going to be 150 people that were going to be quarantined in their area. They were given advice not to panic and obviously um, they would need to continue and resume, resume normal normality. So if people were going to school, they would still need to take their kids to school, but just to make them aware that this was the, the what was going to happen. So I think that is what that is how they've left it. And I think they've reassured them as well, saying that none of the 150 people that will be in Kent's Hill in the conference center, obviously because they quarantine, they will not be in contact with anyone else in the surrounding areas. Okay, I want to talk about the psychological effect of what that means to be quarantined and equally to be in a close proximity of the actual people who may be affected. But I want to break it down because there's some people who have just been doing their everyday lives, seeing this in the news, reading it on the paper, but yes. not really making it connect with their everyday. I want you to quickly simply explain what the coronavirus is, because then I want to make a connection later yes. to the flu virus and some of the symptoms there. Can you explain for our listeners? Yes, yeah, so coronavirus um, is a virus which has been there since the 1960s. So like you've just mentioned about the flu, um, so it, like colds and flus, um, some of them are called by influenza A and B, that's a flu virus, and then we have the rhinoviruses which causes a cold. Now with the coronavirus, so it's a similar type of virus, but obviously from a different family of virus, 
viruses. So the main pathogens we have, uh, things that causes infections, are viruses and bacteria. Uh, and obviously there's other things like parasites. So just to put that in context of how we get infections. So the coronavirus and the, the one that, that we're talking about um, is similar to the SARS. So it's because um, the SARS was a coronavirus. Um, so I don't know if you remember in the news in 2003, we had the, um, the SARS outbreak. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so 774 people died, and that was a coronavirus. So the one that we're seeing now is called, the, so it's a different strain. So we have different strands or strains of this virus. And one of the, this one, the specific one is called the 2019-N, which is Novel Cove, C-O-V. So that means that it's a 2019 novel coronavirus. So it is a virus which which they say has originated. I think no one knows 100% for sure where it has originated because we have had cases of two cases, I think that um, Dr. Chen has told me, in Singapore, where it has not been linked to uh, contact with any person or any of the food types which has been implicated. But I think they're saying that it has originated in Wuhan, uh, which, is a, which has a population of 11 million people. And in Wuhan, um, which is which is in, in Hubei, um, there was a wet market which sold wildlife and some of the produce that they sold, um, like, like you know, those, be, they would have sold like chicken and, and pork and beef, but they also would have sold things like wildlife, like bats. Um, so I think um, the fruit bats is what they are implicating. That is where the coronavirus has originated. It's important to know where it's originated, but I yeah. think what's becoming a problem now and the concern is that actually it's not been transmitted from the from what they're saying the source was because now it's actually transmission from person to person, which is where the concern is for us we day to day. We don't know where it's coming from. Well, this is the point. So we don't know where it's coming from, but we know it can spread from person to person. It, you know, is that yes. about being in the, the same area? Is it is about it's it's in the air? It's like you know the flu. You yes. know, you cough, you sneeze. Is, is it that exactly that kind of strain? Yeah. yeah, so the way that we can get it and the, the spread is via like coughing and sneezing, as you rightly said, Trevor. Um, so exactly like how you would catch a cold. Um, so being in contact with anyone who's infected, who's tested positive for coronavirus, anyone that's coughing, sneezing, or even touching a person who's been infected, or if that person has actually touched um, um, other surfaces. Um, so that's also another way in which it can be transmitted. Um, and we do know that the incubation period is 14 days. So the person is still contagious during that 14 days and what we do know about the coronavirus is some people have been asymptomatic. So the symptoms... What does that mean? What yeah. does that mean? So I'll explain to you. So asymptomatic means that you can have the virus. So it's, it's like I could test positive for the coronavirus but I might not show any symptoms. So maybe my, my spouse might test positive and he might have the symptoms. So he might have coughing, sneezing, runny nose, sore throat, fever um, and then later develop a pneumonia or organ failure which is a, which is what happens in coronavirus so that is symptomatic but people that are asymptomatic might not have the symptoms but yet still in that 14 days I could be contagious so wherever I go whoever I'm in contact with could still be getting uh, infected with the coronavirus so they would still be at risk so we're saying two weeks is the um, incubation period and that's usually for most of the viruses that we have um, and we do know that is why that is why people are being quarantined for two weeks.
It doesn't okay. make sense, yeah. It yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. So, look, we've all seen, like, the movies with plagues, etc. Yes. I want to break this down to how it really looks like to be quarantined, what yeah. that effect must be on the individual, before I also want to play something again from Dr. Chi. But first, look, they're being quarantined. What does that look like? What will that mean to that individual? Well, I think um, initially for any person, if you can think about it, Trevor, if, if, if we were in quarantine, it would be a very difficult and a stressful time as well. Um, very isolating because that is what quarantine is. You're isolating someone. So you can just imagine if you put yourselves in those people's shoes, how they're feeling. So they're obviously being isolated. Um, there might be the fear that actually and panic that and anxieties might be raised because they might be wondering and uh, thinking that they might be getting it and as you know the people that are in quarantine um, and specifically the ones coming to Milton Keynes I'm not aware that actually any of them have been tested positive but we haven't actually been given that information um, so it depends on people that are in quarantine like in the princess um, um, ship that's on in, in Japan um, yeah. with about 3,700 people. We've, I think we know at least 40 people have tested positive. And I know there's a couple on honeymoon, a Briton. He's positive, but his wife is not, and they're going to be separated. So it's, it is a lot on a person's psyche in terms of um, that they eventually can feel depressed as well. And as we know, Trevor, it's... Um, and that was the end of the interview with um, Trevor Blackman. Um, as you can see, it did cut off um, before I could finish my sentence. Um, and I will try and add the rest of the interview to this podcast. But this was a podcast of an interview done with Trevor Blackman very early on, on the 9th of February for Maritime Radio in Greenwich, London, and that was with the radio presenter, Trevor Blackman. Thank you.